Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I am uh, on Zoom video today uh, doing the podcast for Lovability. And uh, given the world events, we've decided to change up our content a little bit today. Uh, I have a really special guest with me today. Uh, We're not gonna be talking about relationships, but we are gonna be talking about what's relevant now in the world, and that's our health and uh, and what's what's happening with everything with the coronavirus. I think it's important, obviously, I've used my platform to educate, uh, and this, my guest is uh, Doug Caparino, right, Doug? Very good. Okay, I know. I'm Italian. I should be like completely embarrassed, but I'm afraid of butchering your name. Doug Caparino. Doug and I have known each other a long time. He's out in Florida, which there's a lot going on in Florida right now, isn't there? There is. There is. Uh, So Doug, uh, I want to introduce him and give you his bio. So uh, Doug has been in the wellness industry for over 30 years. He's a brilliant man. I've known him a long time. He's He's a well-known worldwide speaker. Uh, he is a health consultant. Uh, many of his clients are Hollywood's uh, finest. He's got, uh, I want to say, John Travolta, Mariah Carey. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Tony Goldwyn. Uh, so he's got a lot of Hollywood, uh, a lot of Hollywood clients, as well as uh, he got into the corporate wellness uh, arena a long time ago before it was even before it was even really popular and kind of started that out. So he has uh, clients like Johnson and Johnson, big client right now in the world, uh, Merrill Lynch, Goldman Sachs. Uh, So he's he's quite well known, has 200 published articles uh, and his RTR monthly audio magazine is now heard on every continent. Uh, I'm proud of you. This is an amazing resume. I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, He also has a book out, it's called Tell Me, Teach Me, Heal Me. Uh, and it's uh, how to get healthy before you die trying. Uh, so, you know, one thing I can say uh, about him is he knows nutrition. It's, it, it's natural for him. He, he understands it like, like nobody I've ever known. I've actually spoken with him before at events and, uh, and he's, I've heard the advice he's given and I've taken it. And we're going to get some of that today. The one thing we wanted to talk about, uh, because his business is, uh, you know, diagnostic testing, toxins, hormone balancing. Uh, he does custom menu planning, uh, supplementation, which is going to be really big here at the end of the call. We can talk about that because I know what we're going to be talking today about, Doug, is nutrition and how to be more proactive than reactive in today's world with the coronavirus. And all of that revolves around staying healthy and keeping our body at its optimum, which you know all about. Uh, and uh, so he coaches people on this every single day. Booming business right now. So while other people are sitting at home bored out of their mind, uh, Doug is busy uh, nutritional counseling, giving advice. Uh, not only to people, but he's pretty connected with uh, with our government as well. So he's got the inside scoop on a lot of what's happening now with the coronavirus. And he's got some big tips for you guys as well, guys and girls, uh, on how to keep your body healthy. Because at the end of the day, everybody, Doug, and I'm going to pull you in here because it was quite an intro. 
Everybody's so focused on, on not getting sick right now. And yes, obviously nobody wants to catch the virus. However, there is a mindset shift that we understand. And first and foremost, the mindset shift I think needs to be, our focus needs to be on staying healthy, not on avoid being sick, right? Correct. And then obviously having the tools, which you have and I don't, and I could not be more excited to be learning myself today. Uh, so uh, I'm your student as well today. So Doug, uh, welcome to Lovability Podcast. And uh, I'm going to kind of let you do your own intro and then we'll get into some of the content that we talked about. Awesome. Jennifer, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, one of the first questions I've been getting asked lately, and you know, normally I do a talk maybe once a week, once every couple of weeks. I've been averaging maybe doing one or two a day now since wow. this whole incredible outbreak. So one of the first questions I get asked from everybody, and rightfully so, is why should we listen to you? And that's a great question. So let me answer that. So I actually subscribe to over 30 of the top medical health journals in the United States on a monthly basis. Everything mm -hmm. from the New England Medicine of Journal, right on down to the New England Journal of Medicine to the Lancet. So I'm able to get the cutting edge information that the majority of the public doesn't get. Then what I do is, is I have a team of researchers go through all of the very prevalent articles and research studies. And what we do is we extrapolate those studies. We take a look at who funded them, who are the participants in them, to make sure that the, the information that's getting to the public is correct and not biased. So we try to bring people the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth is what I always say. Uh, also, as you said before, I do have uh, a vast amount of friends and connections around the world, people that have worked for me before in the past, people that I've gone to school with that have been FBI directors and worked in the CIA. So I'm constantly getting an input of feed from around the world of things that aren't making it to the general public. So I'm very privy to a lot of that up-to-date information. Uh, I'm not into conspiracy theories. Uh, anything that I will give you today information-wise is going to be things that are verified and verified and verified again so that we take the guesswork out of everything when uh, I'm giving any suggestions to people and kind of giving them the facts, especially in this time when there's so much misinformation out there today. So much. You don't know what to believe. I mean, every social media site that you go to right now, you're getting, you know, one theory against another theory and, you know, who's dying and who's not dying and what to take and you know, stand on your head and drink orange juice upside down and it'll make the virus go away. I mean, you're just hearing these just crazy, ludicrous things. So I hope your listeners are going to be able to walk away from this today with a little bit more of a sense of what to do and you're right on how to remain healthy and keep the immune system strong, rather than have that mindset of, what do I do not to get sick? Because when you go into that, you already have some stinking thinking going on. And what we're trying to do is create this positive outlook. You know, physical, chemical, and emotional stressors are the things that get to us on a daily basis. It's how we address those on a daily basis that's going to determine whether or not we attract disease or we attract health. That's gonna be the bottom line. Right. Yeah, you know, we were just talking yesterday on my page about the whole idea of the fact that negative thinking, depression, stress changes your cells. So there is a biological component to thinking in a different way, thinking about health versus disease uh, makes a difference to start off with. But I love that what you're going to talk about, which is fact versus fiction, because 
I too am a statistician from a psychological standpoint is what I learned in school. And I'm baffled by the amount of, I mean, just the amount of misinformation that's out there in these charts. And, uh, and they're trying to provide updated information, uh, but people are using outdated graphs, information numbers, and it's scaring the kajibers out of everybody. And I, I want people to be cautious and, and all of that, but I want them to be able to separate fact from fiction. So let's start there because I think that's a great place. And we are so honored to have you. I mean, I, I read your bio, but one thing I want to say is people don't realize how lucky we are to really have you on here. I mean, you have such an amazing amount of information and to be able to break it down in language that we can understand and bring back into our everyday life. That's why this, this podcast is so important today. So thank you. And let's start fact versus fiction. Sure. Uh, first and foremost, I want to touch upon what you said before in reference to our thoughts can actually change ourselves. I'm going to prove that to your audience right now. Uh, what happens when somebody gets nervous about a situation? If you feel as though that you're fearful about something, or if you, you are, are nervous about, let's say, getting the test done, the coronavirus test, and you're, and you're waiting for those results, the first thing that starts to happen is, is that your breathing pattern changes, your heart starts to race a little bit faster, and the first thing you'll notice is, is that the palms of your hands will get sweaty. Well, that's a physiological response that your body is having to a thought Nothing has changed in the world physically. It is your thought process that has created that physiological response within your body. So mm -hmm. think about when you have that kind of a negative thought process on a daily basis, what you are going to attract into your body, the type of disease. So you're so right on point there, and especially with your post yesterday. I know you had Bruce Lipton on, and Bruce Lipton is, is a really good friend of mine. I know you quoted some of his stuff. And he's so incredibly right and spot on, you know, the biology of belief. It's, it really starts between the six inches of our ears. So mm -hmm. with that being said, fact from fiction. So we hear a whole lot of crazy numbers being thrown out into the world today about, you know, this being one of the worst pandemics ever. Let's compare it. Okay, so I'm going to compare the numbers to the H1N1 back in 2009 and 2010, which originated in the United States before literally traveling around the world. And according to the Centers for Disease Control, okay, in April of 2009, there were over, get ready, put your seatbelt on, 60.8 million cases, 60.8 million cases in the United States alone, over 274,304 hospitalizations in the United States, and 12,469 deaths in the United States alone. Now, they estimate worldwide that there was between 151 and 157, I'm sorry, 575 million people that were infected with this. And mind you, these are just ranges that are estimated. So they could have been incredibly much higher, also maybe a little bit lower. So when we see all of these charts that are being presented on the news on a daily basis, people need to understand that these are worst case scenarios. And, and every single day, and this is unprecedented, Usually I can prepare for a talk a few days ahead of time, a week ahead of time, but I can't even do that any longer because the information is changing on a daily basis and a rapid basis, literally from hour to hour. But what I appreciate what some of the stations are actually doing is, is that they're, they're showing this peak curve that's going on right now on some of the charts 
And then they show a flattening curve. So it's kind of worst case scenario and hopefully best case scenario. So people need to understand mm -hmm. that, that if, if these agencies, if the CDC doesn't come forward and give you a worst case scenario, okay, and people, you know, die in absorbent amounts, they're going to be held accountable for that. So this is almost like an airline now today. When you travel on an airline, you know that there's a little bit of a fudge on the time. You know that it's probably only about a two-hour flight, but they'll tell you it's a three-hour flight on the ticket so that when they land an hour earlier or a half hour earlier, they can actually praise themselves saying, hey, look, we got you here early. <laughs> Same thing is kind of going on with this. It might be a poor analogy, but kind of correct. So they're giving you a worst-case scenario, and with a little bit of help and a little bit of praise from God, hopefully, we're going to see that curve flatten drastically and not see nearly as many deaths as they're predicting right now. So that's the good news. Um, the bad news is, is that this happens to be something that is very easily transmittable. So we know that, which makes this much more caustic and much more uh, damaging than regular flu-like symptoms. The other thing is that we're learning, and again, we're learning this on a weekly basis, is that how long it can actually live on substances. Now, they were saying that it can actually live on plastic, on metal for up to three days, four days, even seven days. Well, just recently, they just had some testing back on the original cruise ship where they actually showed signs of it living up until 17 days out. That's unprecedented. So again, what I am encouraging people to do, and especially my, my clients and patients around the world, is err on the side of more rather than less. So anything that you're coming in contact with, be mindful of. We don't realize how many different things we touch on a daily basis, from an elevator button, to a handle on a door, to a handle on, on your car. And you just don't know. So again, being mindful, having present time consciousness, every single time that we are touching or speaking or coming close to individuals, uh, will be the difference as to whether or not we transmit this or we don't. That's so, I mean, that's a, that's a mouthful, thank you. And it's so true, I mean, the, um, we, we are becoming so conscious of how, I mean, I'm a hugger, you know, I like to hug people and it has been such a, it's been such a change for me to not even, and I want to touch people. I'm very, you know, tactile and I have to keep my distance from people when I see them, but it's so, it's so difficult. Uh, you know, the president had said something a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was a week ago when he was talking about getting life back to normal eventually then maybe things will change. Like we, we might just completely change in all of this in the way that we relate to one another and what we're, what we're doing and touching because if it lives that long on services, we've got to be cognizant even once we're probably released back into the world to, to live again and work and do our normal things. Yeah, you know? this is true. And, and the other, look, I'm going to give you a little bit of good news as well too. This is considered what's called an envelope virus. And I know a lot of people have probably read a little bit about something like this on the internet, but it's actually a virus that's encapsulated in a fat molecule, which makes it weaker than other viruses like the H1N1, which was something called a capsid virus, which means it was enveloped in a protein molecule, which made it a much stronger, much more resilient virus. So, so the good news is, is that hopefully, again, with some of the different antibiotics and different medications, and by the way, a lot of the nutrition nutraceuticals that uh, they're using, which you don't hear a lot about in this country because it's not sexy and it's not patentable, are, are really starting to take effect on this. 
Uh, I have a couple of dear friends of medical doctors and researchers, and in fact, a double PhD from Stanford, who at the onset of this, literally were in China starting several clinical studies on the effects of different types of nutritional protocols and what could help. There was, a, there was a press release just released three days ago in Wuhan, China, stating anybody being admitted into any hospital in all of China, we want you to start immediately with high dose IV vitamin C drip. And when I say high dose, it's anywhere between 10 and 20,000 milligrams a day, which is based upon weight of the individual. And they were actually seeing tremendous effects on, on the individuals coming in with full-blown coronavirus symptoms, literally getting people in and out of the hospital within several days, never wow. even having to go on respirators. So again, really amazing things that are happening, but again, not sexy, not patentable, and nobody's gonna spend the money in our country, research-wise, to research something like that because there's no money on the back end of how can they possibly patent this. So I understand it and it's okay and I'm not telling your listeners to go out should you come down with the symptoms and immediately ask for an IV drip. Uh, what I am saying is definitely follow the suggestions of our health professionals and look, when this thing does hit, it does hit hard. So pneumonia sets in very quickly, fibrosis starts within the, in the pulmonary tract and all of a sudden you're down and out before you know it. So obviously you wanna tackle this thing as quickly as possible. Well, I think that's great information for the standpoint of if somebody does end up in the hospital, uh, that it's it, usually a vitamin C IV bag is not something they will give you. And I know that because I've had to request it myself when I've been in the hospital. You have to request it. But if you have a family member going in or you go in, request it because they have them. They're obviously not using them because I have seen a lot of, I have seen a lot of medical doctors that have pretty much shut down the whole vitamin C uh, deal. So the whole, you know, fight for it. Uh, but you, uh, you were talking about a specific type of vitamin C. Uh, could you talk to uh, the audience about that vitamin C that you recommend? Sure. So all vitamin Cs, in fact, all nutritional supplements are not created equal. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things out there on the market today. Obviously, you walk into a store and you're overwhelmed with the amount of selections. Uh, the vitamin C in particular that I recommend is something called a liposomal form of vitamin C, which means it is attached to a fat molecule to bypass the GI tract to be able to get to the area of the gut, namely the microbiome, which is now being cited as the second brain in our system because they claim it makes up 75% of our immune system. Let me repeat that. It, it actually, it makes up 75% of our immune system. So it's able to get where it needs to go to be able to build the immune system. All of these different C products that you see on the shelves today, from emergency down to these other ones, are, are really just absorbic acid, which is really a very cheap form. And if you're getting 10% of that, uh, whatever the package claims, you're lucky. So it's not getting where it needs to go. It needs to be bioavailable for the body. Uh, what I've always been preaching is it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb. So at some point in time, and I'll just touch upon this briefly, uh, at some point in time, we've all taken an antibiotic or an anti-inflammatory, whether that be an Advil, a Tylenol, or some type of an antibiotic when we were young or when we were sick. What happens is, is that antibiotic or that anti-inflammatory actually goes to an area of the gut called the microbiome, where everything is absorbed and assimilated into the body, and it destroys some of that good, healthy bacteria that's there. Now, everybody has, as I say, their own toxic tipping point. So for instance, 
you may be able to take a, a cocktail of 20 different types of medications, God forbid, or any other kind of inflammatories and not have it affect your microbiome. When somebody else may take just one thing and have it affect them drastically. So it really depends on the person's biochemistry makeup, which is why I love being a biochemist because I view each individual as a, as a chemistry experiment. So once that flora, that bit of bacteria is destroyed, it's not until you replenish it and repair it that your body's able to absorb and assimilate the nutrients that you're taking. Also the good foods as well. I mean, I've seen it time and time again when patients come to me and they're taking all of the proper supplementation, they're eating a perfect diet, whether it be vegetarian or a, a paleo diet, whatever they think is correct for them, and I do the proper testing on them, uh, which is a very specific type of micronutrient uh, testing, and they come back deficient in all of the things that they're taking. And they sit there scratching their head going, but how could that be? I take all of these things. And it's usually one of a few reasons. For one, either the things that you're taking are of poor quality, or B, the things that you're taking just aren't being absorbed into your body because you've done some damage to your gut at some point. So it's not until we heal your gut that your body's going to be able to absorb and assimilate and build your immune system. So in a, in a long about answer here, what I'm trying to encourage your audience to do is, is that remember, it all starts in the gut. So uh, if you're doing a vitamin C, I highly recommend a liposomal form. You can find it out in the marketplace. It's rare right now because most of the places are on back order. I know on my website, I carried it literally within the first like 48 hours of this thing being announced, we were already on back order. But I believe we replenished the, the uh, amounts now and so we're starting to, uh, starting to, to ship out. So it's really important to really understand what you're putting into your body and whether or not your body's absorbing it. Yeah, that bioavailability thing is huge. People think that they can go out and buy a Centrum or, or whatever, you know, vitamin that they choose and not all of them are created equal. They've done a million studies over. So quality of your vitamins important and you have, if you have to do nutrition, I mean nutrition, you have to do uh, education before you go to find out the brands that are good. You know, interestingly enough, I mean, I know, I know of some really good brands and of course anything that somebody would get from you would be great is if you have stock that's great uh surprisingly costco's brand uh of vitamins scored pretty high in that nutrition book uh some of them not all of them but some of them did which i found really surprising so for yes costco, and no yes and no because there okay. are some brands again remember the other thing too people will pick up something and they'll see a tremendous amount of ingredients on a label and they think oh my god this must be so good look at all of the stuff in it and here's what i said less is more sure there could be a tremendous amount you're off now you're there okay there could be a tremendous amount of something in a particular product but not enough of any one thing to actually make a difference so what I look for is the quantity of one specific ingredient and if it is going to make a difference in a person's body. The right. other part of this too is taking a look at ratios. So that's what's incredibly important. For instance, you'll go to a medical doctor and you'll come back, let's say, with a zinc deficiency. And the medical doctor will say, okay, well, we need to give you a zinc. Well, first and foremost, there are several kinds of zincs. So you need to understand which one is going to be the most bioavailable for your body. Second mm -hmm. part of that is, is you need a 10 to one ratio of zinc to copper in your stomach in order to be able to absorb it. So again, most medical professionals, and I'm not blaming them, they were just never taught it, don't understand this. 
So that's what I take a look at. I, I take a look at things like the magnesium and calcium ratios. You know, a lot of these things are antiquated when you take a look at how these things were originally formulated 20 and 30 mm -hmm. years ago. So it's important to stay up with the times and really understand that dosing, because it's all dose dependent based upon the individual. Look, if you're 100 pounds and I'm 200 pounds, there's no way we should be taking the same amount of a particular ingredient. So those right. are the things that are important. You know, one of the one of the doctors I was listening to, he, he does some nutritional things as well, but he's a doctor. He was talking about the balance of vitamin A and D with all of this stuff too. That's way too complicated to get into, I know, because it, it's, it's complicated, I mean, as far as explaining it, but there is a science to it. And making sure your body's in balance is not just important now because of the virus, it's important all the time. So if nothing else, allow this to be a wake up call to, uh, to everybody, uh, because this is at the end of the day, this is about your immune system because probably the chances are, and I don't know how you feel about it, this has probably been around a little bit longer than we think it has been. Absolutely. And a lot more of us have probably been exposed to it than we thought, but it really comes down to your immune system, which is why this conversation is so important because who's gonna get it, who's not gonna get it. Um, I have a question. I have, I have a question because we're talking about fact versus fiction. I read something about blood types that they did some research in Europe somewhere that the blood type A was more susceptible. They found more people and it wasn't a huge study, but it was a smaller study where type A um, was more susceptible and type O, they hardly had any type O's. Uh, have you heard that? Have you heard I have. That? Uh, I've heard it and I've read it and it's fiction. So okay. yeah, bottom line is go. it's based upon, again, the person's antioxidant levels. And the other thing that's called an immunodex levels, meaning how a person actually produces T cells. T cell proliferation in a person's body is incredibly important. And, and some, some of your listeners may not realize or know what T cells are, but T cells are the little army that you have in your body that basically goes out and attacks a pathogen, which is any kind of an impurity that your body is actually exposed to. So you're on a plane filled with people who have COVID-19. What's going to be your body's ability to be able to produce those T cells to actually fight that off should you be exposed to it? So no to answer your question, going back to the original blood work. No, it's got nothing to do with it. Totally false. Okay, good. Good to know. Uh, I just read that yesterday, so I'm glad I had you to, uh, to dispel that myth for me. Uh, okay, so, uh, so I think... I love what you are talking about. And I think every, the average person is sitting there saying, what do I take? You know, what, where do I get my vitamins? What do I need to be taking right now to get my immune system strong? Because at the end of the day, the way I look at it, I mean, they pretty much shut the country down for the next month. People can put their energy into their health at this point. They can make investments into, they can't go out and spend money on the normal things that they're spending. Why not make those investments into your health right now to make sure that for the next month, because they said the, uh, the, the rate was gonna spike, that the, the numbers are, are supposed to spike in the next couple of weeks according to the charts, regardless of the curve and how it's managed, it's, it, it is at, a, it's at a, a critical point right now. So people more than ever need to stay home and need to be keeping their body healthy. So what would you recommend? Lifestyle, uh, food, 
all of the above. And, uh, and I don't, don't let me forget for you to talk about chicken with women before we hang up. <laughs> I will, I will. But okay. you know, great question. And, you know, like you, I have a tremendous amount of clients and patients from around the world. My day literally starts sometimes at 4.30 in the morning. I don't finish till 10.30 at night because I have people in all different time zones, from Australia all the way to France. So I have to kind of accommodate them according to their time zones. And what I find is, is that a lot of my very successful people, my, my type A drivers, that very successful business people, and I just got off the phone with one not too long ago who is letting go of 40,000 employees, just to, to, to put in perspective the levity of this. So, and this is a very successful person. And what I say is that the majority of these people, for the most part, not all of them, have spent the better part of them, their lives attaining wealth and success and mm -hmm. neglecting themselves and their own bodies. And now they're going to spend the next part of their lives, maybe one third of it, regaining back their health. When my motto is, you don't have to. There, there should be moderation in here. There should be balance in your life. So for all of your type A people that are watching this and that are workaholics, okay, <laughs> that are workaholics and that succeed at any cost, just remember you need balance. It's, it's the yin and the yang here. You need to keep that pendulum more in the middle. Next part of this. Look, I, I rarely guess, which is why I encourage people to test. So anytime I start work with anybody, I do something called a, uh, a very detailed micronutrient test. And it's, a, it's very different than a regular test that you would get from your doctor because this is an intracellular test. What does that mean? It means we actually extrapolate the, the cells and grow them in Petri dishes so that we can actually see what the cell membrane is absorbing or not absorbing. So wow. it will tell us, it will give us a complete blueprint as to what's going on in your body. So that this way I can actually make suggestions with pinpoint accuracy. Next, there are some basics that everybody should be doing, okay? For the most part, and especially now under quarantine, because everybody is inside in a lot of different areas of the country. Fortunately, I'm in Florida, so I'm able to still get outside in the sunshine. But for most people, they're still inside hunkered down. So they're all going to be depleted in D3 for the most part. Now I see this in general anyway, the majority of the people that I test, 85% of them are all gonna be depleted in D3. So it's important to stay high on your D3 right now. And when I say high, I'm recommending to everybody stay at least 5,000 IUs a day, international units. And you need to make sure that you're taking that with vitamin K because they both are, are complementary to one another. They work synergistically together. And you K2, need one right? with the other to be able to absorb it. So that's the first thing. The second part of this is definitely vitamin C. And that's why I'm encouraging everybody to do a, a liposomal form of vitamin C. Forget your emergencies and all of the other things that you see over the counter that taste good or in gummies. Believe me, just take your money and throw it out the window. You're, you're just not getting a lot of bang for your buck. The third part of this is that, look, I highly encourage everybody to do a really good probiotic. As I go back to before what I was talking about as far as the gut and repairing it, it's really important that you get something that's going to be able to repair the gut. So a good probiotic that's a very high multi-strain, and when I say high, I tend to go more than 20, 30 billion because there is some degradation that takes place. So although the, the container may say 20 billion, by the time it gets to you, it may be 10 billion. The other part of this is, is that there's a particular strain of bacteria in the microbiome called L-Ramnosis. I'll say that one more time. 
L Ramnosis. Spell it. L dash R A M N O S I S. I say that because that happens to be a very particular strain in that particular area of the gut that actually helps heal the microbiome. So a lot of times when you look on the back of some of these probiotics, you only see acidophilus or maybe one or two different other ones. So you want to get something in this sense, this is the only time you'll hear me say this, where more is better. So those are the things people can start to do immediately from a That's supplement okay. standpoint. From a food standpoint, obviously, if we want to repair the gut on our own and give it a good fighting chance, fermented foods. So what are fermented foods? One of the easiest things that you can eat on a daily basis are a pickle or sauerkraut. And when I say to people eat sauerkraut or a pickle, I'm not asking you to eat an entire jar. Literally a forkful a day will give you a trillion different organisms to help repair the gut. And you want to buy the kind that's organic and in the refrigerated section. And the same thing goes with pickles. Uh, people will ask me immediately about yogurt. I'm not a fan of dairy, so not a big advocate of it. Uh, anything at all from a kimchi or anything else that is fermented, certainly something that's highly recommended. Greens, anything that's colorful right now is going to help build the immune system as well, too. So try to stay away and be mindful of anything that's sugary or, or high in carbs. Those are the things that are going to suppress your immune system. Look, I'm not telling you to go without. My motto whenever I start to, to work with somebody is moderation, not deprivation. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, Doug, I like eating hot dogs and hamburgers, I'm going to give you a healthy hot dog and hamburger to eat. Believe me, there are some out there. But what I'm going to do is sneak in the things that you need so it cuts down on the things that you want. So it's all a matter of, again, understanding the body's cravings, which, by the way, anytime a person is having a craving, it's usually a micronutrient deficiency, which is why they're having that craving. Women come to me all of the time with sugar cravings, and it's 99% of the time a magnesium deficiency. Once I correct that deficiency of magnesium and the right kind, by the way, because there are several kinds, all of a sudden their sugar cravings go away. Women come to me with migraines all of the time. First thing, one of the easiest fixes there is, is just understanding what that micronutrient deficiency is, and then all of a sudden their migraines go away. So wow. dense greens, color, all of those things that you can implement, obviously lots of water. I always encourage people to put lemon or lime in their water because it alkalizes the water. Forget about spending your money on pH water today uh, because, again, so much degradation that takes place in that water. Yes, it's true. By the time it's bottled at the factory, it may be an 8.0 or a 9.0 pH. But by the time it gets to you in the store, and I've measured it with a pH meter, it's down to a 2.0 or a 3.0. So not worth your money. So, so what, what water do you drink? So now I'm, now I'm baffled because it's a big deal for me what kind of water do you drink what brand? that's a great question so literally either a reverse osmosis mm -hmm. or all of our all of our supermarkets here have a water filtration machine outside very similar to what whole foods has which is, is a five-stage filtration process from uh, reverse osmosis to triple uh, triple carbon filter to an electrostatic uh, filter in it as well so that's the best kind. And then again, just put a little bit of Himalayan salt in it, a pinch of it, that'll replace and replenish the electrolytes or just squeeze some lemon in it and you're good to go. Got it. Okay, super. What do you think about co uh, coiled, I can't even Colonial say the word. Silver. silver, yeah. 
Yeah, that, I'm a that, what are your thoughts on that? I'm a huge fan of colloidal silver. Uh, I use it a lot in my practice. Uh -huh. uh, people will always say to me, I'm not going to turn blue, am I? Because it's got that bad rap of one individual, believe it or not, who just took tremendous amounts of it and literally turned himself blue. You would have to literally drink a gallon of this a day over the course of six months to have any kind of pigment change in your skin. So, but I am a big fan of it, big antibacterial, antiviral. To give you a for instance, I just had two clients fly back from Thailand at the beginning, at the onset of this, on a plane full of people sick. And they uh. did not get sick when they got back because they were doing two pumps of colloidal silver in each nostril every hour while they were on the plane, as well as a whole bunch of other different uh, nutrients that I gave them before they went and while they were coming back. So that is awesome. It does work. Yeah. You know, one of the things that they, because the, they said that the virus is transmitted through our uh, nose and eyes and mouth. And uh, they have suggested gargling with things and keeping hydrated, of course, that's important always. Uh, and uh, they have colloidal silver in a gel. And I actually, when I had some dental work done, I was using, I was brushing my teeth with it and it was amazing the difference it made for me. So that may be something too, the gel form to be able to gargle with that as well to keep, you know, to keep, your mouth in good shape yeah, as to what you're swallowing, right? I didn't know they made a, a nose spray. They do. They make a throat spray and a nose spray. So wow. both of them work incredibly well. And the other thing that I'm recommending, if anybody is showing any signs of any kind of a sore throat or a tingling in their, their throat, to immediately start using propolis. And propolis is just another form of honey. So it's similar to like a Manuka honey, but instead it's called propolis. And you could buy that literally in any of your local uh, vitamin shops or GNCs or Whole Foods. And it literally has the, the same consistency of honey, but the medicinal qualities in it are tremendous. So uh, I encourage people, you know, one, two, maybe three teaspoons a day of that. So it would be on the honey aisle with the honey in a nutrition store? That is correct. I've, I've never even heard of it. No. I do use honey though in my tea, but I love that, yeah. I'm going shopping after this call. <laughs> and the best part about this is we're pre-recording this, so I get to go to the store and get everything before everybody else buys it out. Uh, I will be ordering that uh, liposomic uh, vitamin C from you, though. Good. That is really hard to find in Texas. Very, very hard to find in Texas. Uh, let's see. Um, building immunity. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I think we covered all our points. Is there... Is there anything else you want people to know? I mean, I know you have have friends and clients in Washington that kind of you know know what's going on. Is there anything? Is there anything else people should know right now to keep their to keep themselves and their bodies at optimum health and uh, efficiency? You left out zinc. Um, that was the one thing when you talked about supplements. You didn't talk about zinc. You can't find zinc on the shelves. Um, what is your What are your thoughts on that as well? So great question. So a couple of different things. So uh, I'll finish with zinc at the end of this. In reference okay. to keeping yourself healthy right now, look, a, a highly running, efficient body is what you want. And how do you achieve that? You achieve that by actually helping your body detox on a daily basis. How do we do that? Respiration perspiration, defecation, urination. 
So it's funny, whenever I take on- Basic functions of our body. <laughs> this is true, but you'd be surprised at how many people don't function that way on a daily basis. I can't tell you when I, when I get an intake form in from a potential client coming on and, you know, and, and this goes true because the majority of them are women, you know, I'll ask, okay, are you regular? And they'll say, yeah, I'm fine. You know, once every three, four days, I'm good. And I'm like, wait a minute, time out here. That's not regular. Okay. So <laughs> I need to first educate people to understand that, you know, you need to be able to uh, detox your body daily making sure that you are drinking enough water. You're correct. And, and you know, the, the balance of that is one quart for every 50 pounds of body weight. One quart for every 50 pounds of body weight. First question I get asked all the time is, is well, then I'm going to be running to the bathroom like crazy for the first couple of weeks. Yes, you are until your body acclimates to it and you take in that consistent amount, then your body will level off. So those are really important. Sweating and exercise right now, another really easy way to help detox your body. So those are the things I encourage people to continue to do right now. And even if we're in quarantine, there are a gazillion workouts now that are being streamed or that you can download. So I encourage people, look, it's never ever too late, okay? I don't care if you're 30, 40, 60, or 80. Uh, I have 85-year-old clients right now that are, are just in tremendous shape because they work on it on a daily basis. Lastly, zinc. Yes, it's incredibly important, but it's again taking the proper form of zinc. So depending on your biochemistry, different forms of zinc will be assimilated differently in different people's bodies. Uh, also, the amounts are very important also. So when you take large amounts of zinc, you could be throwing off the delicate balance of other micronutrients in your body. So for now, I tell people, time out on the zinc. You know, let's just stick with the D3, the probiotic, and the vitamin C. That's enough right now in your arsenal to build the immune system. Even if you're in poor shape to begin with, it'll help you give you a little bit of an edge should you come in contact with somebody with the virus. And look, again, our health professionals right now, yes, they may be painting a doom and gloom picture, but look, fear works, and, and hopefully people will start to get the message as far as social distancing. And down here, Florida was one of the worst offenders of it for a while with people still congregating on the beaches. So I think everybody's getting it right now. And they show that, you know, obviously in different parts of the world that it's working. So what I would highly encourage everybody to do is please follow the rules right now. This is, this is in time when rules are incredibly important and we need to follow them to a T for the sake of all human and mankind. Uh, any chance you have the ability to touch on, because I, I know everything's so, uh, everything changes so much as to what we're learning every day. Airborne versus, um, you know, uh, versus contact. Sure. Do we know, is it both? Is it either or? Do we know where, what, what that situation is? Great question, and it's changing on a daily basis. So beginning, they thought it wasn't airborne, yet on some of the cruise ships, that's how it was actually being spread through the cruise ships, actually through the ventilation systems. Secondly, they say that it's incredibly weak disease. I'm gonna get a little scientific on you here. It's a four to 500 nanometer size virus, which means it's a little bit on the larger size. So I do highly encourage, and you see this changing daily now too, as far as people wearing masks. So uh, I do believe it actually helps. 
And if you take a look at other parts of the world, from Taiwan to South Korea, they've been incredibly successful at containing it. And because the majority of the population there do wear masks on a daily basis. So, and if you can't find a mask, by the way, if you double up on a bandana or a handkerchief, because the virus is of large size, that size of a nanometer, it will protect you from getting it and also protect others should you have it. Because remember something, 80% of the people that get it will be asymptomatic. So you could be a carrier, God forbid, and never ever exhibit a symptom. So we want to pay attention to protecting other people as well, too. You know, none of us are, are you know, invulnerable to this thing. And that's what makes this one so dangerous. So I yeah. think that's incredibly important. Yeah, and they did show the statistics yesterday. I saw the updated statistics. And yes, there was definitely the majority was 60 and over, mm -hmm. or maybe it was 53 or an over or something. But the younger people in the U.S., unlike some of the other countries, they said some of the younger people are getting it here in the U.S. Uh, could be that complacency, that whole attitude of I'm invincible, you know. And, and at first they were saying, think about your grandma or your parents and you could carry it and it still wasn't changing things. But a lot of the cases I'm seeing now in Dallas are younger people. And are, by the way, that's the vaping population. 20s. That's the vaping population, by the way. And that's not getting out of the news right now, but you're going to see that come later on. But I'm seeing that in a lot of my back channels come to me now that a lot of the younger people that are getting sick and look, there are certainly exceptions, but a lot of them are big vapors. So again, you know, your lungs are such an incredibly important organ in your body. So mm -hmm. you certainly want to respect them. Uh, great. Sorry. I, I, you know, it's so funny because right now I was just about to sneeze. I had a little tickle in my nose. My allergies are so bad right now. We're getting that, loaded in Texas with pollen right now. So it's crazy. And it's funny, all the people that are hypochondriacs, or anytime they sneeze, you hear a cough, people are like, you know, running. Uh, it's, it's, it, uh, I mean, people need to protect themselves. I think that that's important as well. Uh, but, but I think too, keeping our mindset, staying calm and understanding that even if you do end up getting the virus, the majority of people are getting through it fine. It's a mild virus for the majority of people with healthy immune systems. So don't freak out. Don't be freaking out. They're not even letting, they're going to let you in the hospital for goodness sakes, unless you're dying. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you really have to have full-blown disease, at least here in Texas to get in the hospital. So, uh, you know, keeping our bodies, uh, keeping our bodies strong. Do you feel like people are safe? I've, I have loved seeing people, kids, adults outdoors more because people want to exercise and kids playing, they're on their skateboards, they're on their bikes and you Normally they're behind a television set, but they're bored out of their minds. So I love what it's doing positively to our country to, to break some really bad habits, I hope. Uh, but do you feel like outside is safe? That it's, you know, the, the air is, uh, you know, the virus is so large. Do you feel like we're good out there? Yeah, I do. So to answer your question, I don't want people to be paranoid to think that it is airborne and stays in the air for long periods of time. Uh, from what I am seeing and reading and coming across my desk daily, that is not the case. So that's the good news. The bad news is that, yes, I do agree. And I love that people are actually doing a little bit more outdoors. The sad part about that is you give people an inch, they take a yard. So you want to say, okay, it's all right to get out in your yard maybe and play in isolation, but don't think just because 
you're out there, you get a false sense of security, and now all of a sudden you could invite a friend who invites another friend. And that's where the potential problem starts. So once again, just be mindful at, at practicing social distancing. I get that, that's incredibly important. And at the beginning of this, you mentioned about the different stressors. And I just wanted to touch upon that one more last, last time, mm -hmm. physical, chemical, and emotional. So we could be doing everything properly on a daily basis, physically, meaning taking care of ourselves, taking the proper nutrition, taking the proper supplements. We could be doing everything from a mindful standpoint, meaning, okay, I'm gonna put the stinking thinking out of my mind, I'm meditating, I'm doing yoga. But from a chemical standpoint, we're exposing ourselves to possibly a ton of different toxic chemicals through our personal care products. So be mindful of that because on a daily basis, we are exposed to over 18 different personal care products that have an average of anywhere between seven and 15 different chemicals in it. And the majority of those chemicals could be hormone disruptors, could be all different types of toxins to the body. So here we are taking care of ourselves in two particular areas. And then in one particular area, we're creating a lot of stress on our immune system from the chemicals that we're putting in our body. So again, be mindful of the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. If any of your audience want to know what they are doing or using as a personal care product, they want to know if it's good for their body, here is a website I, I highly encourage everybody to go to. It's called www.ewg, environmentalworkinggroup.org. Go to that website. On that website, you'll see an area that says Skin Deep. You go in there, it has every personal care product from makeup remover to nail polish to perfume to lotions. It's all there. And it will give you a rating of one to 10 of every ingredient in your personal care product. So you may have one product that you know scores high for carcinogens and hormone disruptors and 10 others that are, are scoring low at least you know what you're up against. Because remember, it all has an accumulative effect. Important website. That's awesome. You were, you cut out a little bit there, but, but we got it. We got the website. You know, I said, don't let me forget to get this information from you before we hang up. You, you're, you're, you know all this stuff. You could, you could probably recite that website. But, uh, but having said that, you taught me something about chicken, and being a woman, uh, you know, and understanding how our hormones are, and and so many women hitting that place where our hormones are changing. Well, they're constantly changing, for God's sakes, <laughs> always. But uh, from the age of ten on, uh, but. You talked to me about chicken, uh, and I know there's a million because you are so knowledgeable, and it, it would benefit anybody to hear one of your lectures, to, to be a client, to go through something with you because you have so much information. Just learning what you taught me about chicken and women and why women shouldn't eat it was a life changer for me. I'd love for you to share that with other uh, ladies listening. Sure. So immediately whenever a woman comes to me and they're having hormone problems or they're having any kind of weight issues, uh, immediately I'll ask them for a several day food, food diary so that I can just get an idea of what they're doing on a daily basis. 90% of the time, most women actually have chicken as a staple. So the first thing I do is get the majority of my clients off, off of chicken. Why? Because it's incredibly inflammatory to a woman's body. It creates a lot of inflammation and it's very heating, according to Ayurvedic medicine, to a woman's body. So therefore creating a lot of inflammation. 
once I get them off of chicken, and I'm not saying never eat it, I'm just saying it shouldn't be your staple. You'll start to immediately see them drop five to seven pounds within the first week or two. It's amazing. And wow. Part of that is, is you talk about hormones. Uh, I'm, I'm irate when people come to me and they tell me that they're starting hormone replacement therapy at such a young age today. And I think too many doctors that are going to weekend seminars and calling themselves anti-aging experts uh, is criminal. Uh, first and foremost, women above all people suffer more from adrenal fatigue than any other population out there. And I think women need to recognize it. And now they're just starting to recognize it in the medical field as a bona fide symptom and something that needs to be addressed. So that's one of the first things I look at too, is, is adrenal fatigue. And you have two different types, adrenal cortex and adrenal medulla. And your adrenal cortex is responsible for hormone production in your body. So it's almost like the traffic cop. So if you're under a tremendous amount of stress on a daily basis, getting the kids to school, taking care of the home, running a business, whatever the case may be, and if that particular part of your adrenal becomes suppressed, all of a sudden you're gonna see hormone production decline. You'll start to see some weight gain, you'll start to see uh, different changes in your body, hair, nails, and skin. So I think adrenal fatigue is one of the first things that I usually address in women. And it's the first thing that I find that is usually dysfunctioning on a woman. And a lot of times, chicken is the cause of it, the baseline cause of it. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, thank you for that. You know, I, I think the other part, the other component in all of this, as we talk about keeping our body at its optimum and trying to keep it as balanced as possible, which is really hard to do uh, ourselves without understanding where, where we are, what our baseline is. Uh, but having said that, uh, women that don't have their hormones balanced, that are that do have major hormone imbalances, majorly important because it does make you susceptible. That weakens your immune system to not have your hormones balanced. So it's important, right? I mean, that's super important. I can't it is incredibly it important. I'm not and a medical expert. But and I'm is. not against HRT, by the way. I, I am mm -hmm. all for hormone replacement therapy, uh, but at the proper time and the proper place in a person's life. And I just think too many people, both men and women, by the way, are just being put on it too young today. So right. I think, again, addressing the body as a whole, taking a look at all of the different functionalities of your pituitary, of your thyroid, of your adrenals, making sure that everything is working in concert with one another, gets your body working at an optimal level. That is awesome. Well, you know, I, I love uh, what information you've given today. I mean, it's, uh, it is important that people put their focus and energy. They have a month to do it. You know, there's nothing uh, uh, except for the people that are on the front lines, God bless them. But even, especially them, I mean, those, those people especially need to keep their immune systems up. It's important that we focus on what we can do proactively be, instead of being so reactive. And I think the other element that I would add to all of that from a psychological standpoint is get off of social media, don't fight with people. It's not a time to, to fight. Um, it's a time to come together, you know, fight or flight throws your, you know, paras, paras, okay, I can't speak today, uh, parasympathetic. parasympathetic nervous system um, into, um, into crazy mode, which also weakens your immune system. So it's super important that people are, are keeping their stress levels down and focusing on, on positive, good things right now. I mean, if we, so I've seen so many funny memes that said, we've been forced to sit on our sofas and 
watch TV and exercise and self-reflect and everybody's complaining about it, right? But, um, but we can use the time and we can use it wisely. It depends on how we're looking at it and taking care of our body is so important. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. I, I, I I don't, I can honestly say that I haven't even touched on your genius and I, I've known you a really long time. I haven't even touched on his genius. So please tell uh, our listeners where to go to find out more information. Uh, also, because these supplements are so hard to find, the, the shelves are clean, you know, cleaned out in a lot of places. Where can they get these supplements? ones that you've already identified as bioavailable for people that is important. Where can people go? Sure. So for information, for my book, by the way, which has a plethora of information in it as well, uh, over 400 pages, over 80 chapters of everything you could possibly think of when it comes to wellness and your health, from the color of your poop to the kind of nail polish remover that you should be using to the kind of baby food that you should be feeding your baby, all available on my website, Doug, D-O-U-G, Caparino, C-A-P-O-R-R-I-N-O.com. Go on there. Um, my book is available there. Supplements are available there. There's also contact information there too. If you're unsure of what to do, what to take, shoot us off an email. I promise you I'll get back to you as soon as possible. As you can imagine, I'm inundated lately, uh, but we do return uh, most emails within 24 hours. That's awesome. We will put a link on the podcast for your book and for your website uh, and uh, maybe even put a list of the supplements that you have recommended for people as well. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And I hope that some people reach out to you because I know this is, for me, it's a lifestyle. It always has been. Uh, I could do better. I'm listening. I could do better. <laughs> I heard, uh, but, uh, but there's a lot of people that don't know that need to begin. And it's a great time to begin. If this could just be the beginning. I mean, this, this could, they've said this could come back. And so it's super important that we understand how to keep our body healthy now and in the future. These are lifestyle changes. So, uh, so thank you so much for your expertise and I hope everybody looks him up. Doug, thank you so much for being with us. Jennifer, thank you so much for having me be part of your podcast. Anytime you want me back in the future and same thing, reach out for me in okay. case you have any, any questions or anything like that. I'm more than happy to get back to you. Thank you. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.